By downloading or listening to this podcast, you are agreeing to Moody's legal terms and conditions found at moody's.com slash disclaimer, including that the information provided is not investment or financial advice, and that Moody's will not be liable for losses arising from your use of the information. Welcome back to Behind the Bonds, Connecting the Dots on Corporate Credit. I'm Jeff Prusan in New York, and this is episode three for the series and the first podcast for 2022 from Moody's Corporate Finance Group. We hope it's not too late to wish you a very happy new year. And we also hope you'll subscribe to Behind the Bonds or follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. And please like us on social media. Today, we look at travel, a vast sector whose component industries ranked among the first and hardest hit during the pandemic. Both government restrictions and people's fear of infection upended even the most intrepid travelers' plans to get on an airplane or stay at a hotel or set sail on a cruise ship. So will 2021's recovery still continue in 2022? Later in this podcast, I'll be getting the Latin America and Caribbean tourism perspective. But first, my New York-based colleague Suzanne Miller caught up with some of Moody's experts to talk about airlines, lodging, and cruise ships. Suzanne, welcome. Thanks, Jeff. So as you said, the pandemic these past two years has affected pretty much every corner of the travel and hospitality industries, notably airlines, crews and hotels. Many of these companies watched the revenue evaporate as consumers were stuck at home for months. But by mid last year, we saw some tremendous pent up demand for travel begin to boil over. Consumers started scrambling to make travel plans as vaccinations rolled out and government restrictions eased. And then suddenly we were hit again with another virus variant. Omicron, which led to restored travel restrictions by many governments across the globe and significant travel disruptions over the holidays. Despite these challenges, Moody's maintains its positive outlooks for the airline and hospitality industries. Joining us today to provide more perspective is New York-based airlines analyst Jonathan Root and Moody's Cruise and Leisure analyst Pete Trombetta, who is also based in New York. Jonathan, can you start us off by explaining why, despite the major holiday disruptions amid the latest variant and other pressures, Moody's is still sticking with a positive outlook for airlines? Suzanne, great to be with you today. We like our positive outlook because we see the recent events since December started as temporary. They'll be with us for a few more weeks, but we think you know conditions are going to improve as we look ahead. In our outlook, we expect a strong snapback of travel, bookings and travel volumes through 2022 and into 23. And we think it'll start to accelerate in the back half of the first quarter of this year. Importantly, government travel restrictions or entry restrictions are the largest impediment to more travel today. And with declining infection rates, we anticipate that these barriers will come down. And that's what happened back in 2021 when vaccination started and infection rates declined. Governments loosened restrictions and there was more travel. So that's going to be important. And I just want to remind everyone that we're still in uncharted territory two years into the pandemic. And we do have examples, again, with slowing infections, travel picks up. And we think that's going to continue this year. And it bodes well for the industry. So can you talk about how the recovery is playing out regionally across the U.S. and Europe? Of course. So the U.S. airlines have been a great beneficiary of the country's large expanse. Domestic travel has been very strong. November and December, TSA, that's the Transportation Security Administration, screenings at the airports have been above 80 percent of 2019 level. That's mostly domestic travel, very strong demand. 
Europe has been less fortunate in terms of travel volumes because it's not one country and there are different travel restrictions in different countries, which does limit the ability to travel. There's still great willingness to travel in Europe. It's just harder to do so. And then more of travel in Europe is international, including long haul. And with the government restrictions around the world, that is slowing the pace of recovery there in Europe. But no matter the market, when restrictions come down, we expect surges in travel volumes. How soon should we expect to see business travel revive? We think there's going to be an uptick in business travel by the end of the first quarter of this year, frankly. We are waiting for offices to open for large companies. We had expected them to open in January before Omicron appeared. We anticipate that by the end of the first quarter, and we anticipate that large corporates are going to start to travel at that time. Pent-up demand for travel, it's not just leisure, it's business as well, and it's also for long-haul international. So as corporates open up and those folks start traveling again, we expect business travel recovery to begin in earnest and to be robust. How soon can we expect to see a full revenue recovery? When the pandemic started, we always thought that by the end of 2023, there'd be a substantial recovery of revenue for the global industry. I do want to highlight that even today, it's still difficult to accurately forecast performance given the uncertainty. However, we did roll up a projection for the rated universe. That's 20 airline companies when we did our outlook back in December. And we were expecting about $275 billion of revenue in 2022 for those companies before the impacts of Omicron. That's over 60% growth for these companies compared to 2021. So that projection, it's really a strong recovery given the circumstances. Okay, thanks, Jonathan. So it sounds like consumers are determined to keep traveling now that they've escaped their homes and are experiencing more freedom again. Pete, can you jump in to provide more perspective on what the latest disruptions have meant for cruise and lodging? These two industries make up about a third of Moody's hospitality outlook, which, as we've already noted, remains positive similar to airlines. So let's start with cruise, which was largely shut down for business for most of 2020 and the first half of 2021. Moody's has written several times about how heavily affected this industry has been since March 2020. How do things stand today? Sure. You're right, Suzanne. This industry has been through a lot. And to describe where it is today, it's kind of a two-part answer. On one hand, revenue-generating cruises began this past summer, which is obviously good news. And those cruises have been cash flow positive, at least on a ship-level basis. The industry has also shown that the health and safety protocols put in place can help limit the spread on board the ships and make people feel comfortable about being on a ship again. On the other hand, the cruise companies continue to burn cash on a corporate level, and the industry still faces the risk that it won't be able to sufficiently ramp up occupancy by this summer. And that risk is raised right now with the spread of the Omicron variant. Okay, so what about Omicron and the risk that this new variant will set the industry back? Sure. There has been an increase in the number of reported cases on board ships. And at the end of December, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention recommended against people taking cruises, regardless of vaccination status. This is going to have an impact on cancellations and new bookings, similar to what we saw when the Delta variant was spreading over the summer. The good news is that last summer, as the COVID case count slowed and the impact of Delta waned, 
bookings rebounded, showing the strong demand for cruising. And we expect the same to happen with Omicron. The biggest concern for us is if a variant ramps up in the summer months and limits the cruise company's ability to bring occupancy back to pre-pandemic levels for what is the biggest cash flow generating period of the year for the industry. So let's turn to lodging, another industry that was hard hit by the pandemic. To date, recovery has largely been driven by leisure with business travel still lagging. What are your expectations for recovering the sector for 2022? Yes, leisure travel continues to drive the overall lodging recovery, but international travel and business travel will help the industry recover further in 2022. Over the past summer, we saw resort, beach, and suburban settings return to 2019 occupancy and pricing levels, but big cities lagged that recovery because of weak business travel and restrictions on international travel. But in the week leading up to Christmas, Chicago and Boston saw occupancy approaching 2019 levels, with room rates only 1% lower than 2019. So that's a good sign. And we expect that this will improve further later in Q1 and into Q2 as more businesses return to the office. So how soon do you see business travel fully recovering to pre-pandemic levels? We don't expect to see business travel fully return to pre-pandemic levels until probably 2024. There are several headwinds for the full recovery of business travel, including the near-term impact from Omicron, which is delaying the return to office into likely spring 2022. Any other potential new variants, cost-cutting efforts by companies that were highly impacted by the pandemic, and ESG concerns related to companies' carbon footprint. But there are some good signs with small and medium-sized businesses traveling again and strong 2022 group bookings which shows that when concerns about COVID ease and travel restrictions go away, business travel demand will improve. At the end of the day, we believe there's likely pent up demand for business travel, just like there was on the leisure side. So hopeful signs for travelers and the travel industry in 2022. Thank you, Jonathan and Pete, for sharing your insights with us today. I will now hand the mic back to my colleague, Jeff. Suzanne, thanks very much. And thanks to our guests for their rundown about travel in 2022. Let's focus now a little bit on a warmer part of the world, specifically Latin America and the Caribbean, which are both now eagerly awaiting a jumpstart to their crucial travel sectors after close to two years of reduced activity. Many of the economies in that region depend heavily on travel, and especially on travelers from North America. So the return of travel in 2022 bodes well for all types of entities in the region, from lodging companies to airlines to airports to the actual governments. Moody's senior analyst Sandra Beltran recently teamed up with colleagues from across the company to study what the broader region can expect for travel and tourism in 2022. In December, they published a report discussing the coming pickup in travel and tourism activity in 2022 and beyond for the whole region. Uh, Sandra joins me now from Moody's Mexico City office. Sandra, thank you for being here. Thanks, Jeff. Sandra, you said in your report in December that there's quite a bit of pent-up demand for travel to the Caribbean and parts of Latin America, especially Mexico, which, of course, is the home of numerous famous resort cities and regions. It sounds like people from the U.S. especially are desperate to get back to Latin American and Caribbean beaches and palm trees. Do you see travel coming back to full pre-pandemic levels as soon as 2022? Well, not as soon as 2022 for the most part. For airlines and lodging companies, demand won't be as high as before the pandemic, but it will be much stronger than in 2020 or even 2021 when demand was first starting to come back. 
The whole region really depends mostly on U.S. travelers, with Europe being, of course, farther away. So lifting of U.S. travel restrictions starting in summer last year in both directions was huge for countries that depend on tourism like the Bahamas, the Dominican Republic, and even a number of Mexican states like Quintana Roo and Baja California Sur, places that our listeners or U.S. tourists know better as the home states of Cancun and Cabo San Lucas. Okay, interesting. What about cruise operators? That's a pretty big business for the region. Well, cruise operators will have their fleet sailing around the Caribbean and the Gulf of Mexico at close to full capacity by the summer of 2022. But they have been keeping their own occupancy rates at 50% for safety reasons. So they're coming back as well, but they will need more time. Okay, so leisure travel is coming back, just not as much as before the pandemic just yet. Now, back when you published the report in December, the Omicron variant was still a very new story, a developing story. I mean, yes, Omicron was still developing story when we published our report, but even without knowing the details, we know that the Caribbean and Mexico compete with Europe for U.S. tourists. So a lockdown in Europe, while terrible for Europe, could actually benefit Latin America and the Caribbean. Because Europe effectively competes with Mexico and the Caribbean for U.S. tourists. So how back to normal will things be in 2022 in Latin America and the Caribbean region? Well, hotels are getting their footing back, but it will be a few years before they get back to pre-pandemic levels, mainly because they cut capacity during the pandemic, much the way airlines did. And getting back to full capacity is going to take time. But big lodging companies in Mexico, like Playa, are already refurbishing or completing new resorts in the region, some of which will be open for business later in 2022. Okay, so clearly lodging companies like Playa, they're, they're expecting return of travel as soon as 2022. If travel is coming back even partially, can we expect a big comeback for the region's airlines? Yes, definitely. I mean, the airlines are now leaner and more efficient companies than before the pandemic. Some of the bigger regional airlines like Avianca and Aeromexico have restructured and will be finishing those processes. Full-service airlines are also now working on having more direct routes between travel destinations and major cities in North America and Europe, so people don't have to transfer, and that was done to accommodate the current environment, of course. But the real interesting thing is the low-cost airlines in the region. This segment is smaller after the pandemic put some companies out of business, so the survivors have more of the market for themselves now. And the net winners will be companies like Gol and Azul in Brazil or Volaris and Viva Aerobus in, in Mexico that will be able to capture the recovering demand now that forward bookings are picking up. Okay. What about the actual airports that serve those airlines? Can they expect a similar pickup in activity as travelers come back? Well, for airports, it's going to be a slower return to normal. Most of them also depend on business travel, and it will take a little bit longer for business travel to go back to normal. For airports servicing tourist destinations like Cancun or Cabo San Lucas, it will really depend largely on travel restrictions in particular countries. We are finding now that airports in Mexico, Costa Rica, Dominican Republic will be coming back more quickly than those in places like Panama, Argentina, and Uruguay. But Credit-wise, airports pose lower concerns as they generally have good liquidity and government support. But on the whole, airports are not going to host travelers in pre-pandemic numbers until 2023 or even 2024. 
Okay. Your report talked about a number of countries in the Caribbean where travel and tourism are especially crucial to the economy. Yes, well, the Caribbean depends heavily on U.S. and Canadian travelers, and both countries have reopened travel since last year. The number of travelers were already coming back to normal, and arrivals are already recovering. The U.S. visitors made up about 95% of foreign travel to Jamaica and Bahamas between January and July of 2021. Countries like Jamaica and the Dominican Republic depend heavily on stayover tourists. Visitors who arrive on cruise ships will not come back as quickly, but they are not as important as stayover visitors for those countries' economies and revenue. It is interesting how much these countries in the Caribbean are counting on the return of travelers. Sandra, I can't help asking, what from your report would you say surprised you the most? Well, I guess the fact that the region is overall better positioned than other destinations, important for global travel. Just because of close relationship with the recovering U.S. market, we expect the strong demand will continue. Overall, the region is well positioned and ahead of global travel. The region adapted very well to new environment for leisure travel, the type of travel that's recovering faster and that is actually recovering ahead of business travel. Fascinating. Sandra Beltran, many thanks for all of your time discussing your recent report on travel and tourism in Latin America and the Caribbean. Have to say, after speaking with you, I wish I were headed to the region myself, since it's now the middle of winter here in New York. That takes us right to the end of this podcast. I want to thank all of today's speakers for their time and especially their insights. I also want to thank all of you for listening. If you'd like more information on these topics and much more, please check out Moody's.com. And please like and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. Please join us again next month for another edition of Behind the Bonds. 